Hi, hello and welcome to Niche Upon a Star. Today we're talking to Freya Swenson-Costello, founder of Freya Helps. Freya is somebody who set up a business quite recently. She's been going about three years and in that time has developed incredible self-belief and created a business that suits her perfectly. Watching her go on this journey has been amazing for me as her friend because it's really true to her and true to her identity and who she is as a person and her business has evolved around that. And I asked her to do this because I think she's an inspiring character and an interesting character, somebody with a lot of practical help, but also somebody with really strong self-belief, which I think we need more of that in the world. Let's chat today um, with Freya about believing in yourself, jumping into things with as little fear as possible and then once you get going establishing the right boundaries for yourself and your business in the long term without any further ado welcome to niche upon a star thank you so much for talking to us (laughs) so freya tell tell me a bit about your business and tell me a bit about you um hello thank you for having me so yes i am freya um i own freya helps me it started out three and a half years ago where I uh, went on maternity leave and then had to leave and um, go freelance and I had wonderful people such as yourself telling me just do it go freelance stop being scared just do it and I have not looked back and it's absolutely lovely. I think your journey is really uh, a really great example of like square peg square hole you know just absolutely you found your home and it's been amazing to watch it and I really want you to share it because I think people can learn a lot you are a can-do person oh yeah I'll chuck myself and give it a go you're a sweetheart for saying thank you very much um it's it's really interesting you saying square peg square hole because my entire life I've been a square peg trying to fit in a round hole because I'm neurodivergent and I haven't fit in the boxes and so freelancers worked for me because I've said fuck it I'm gonna make my own box yeah, I'm gonna have it. lots of different boxes and try them all and have fun doing it and um oh my god life is so much easier that's right and what do you think is it about the intersection between your neurodivergence and also the freedom of a freelancer that works well for you there, there is it's surprising there is a I think it's like 26% or something of agency owners or freelancers or people that own their own companies are neurodivergent. And I think it's a case of we make our own boxes. We we have the control. We can make the environment that works for us and there's less of a stress. I mean, I was riddled with anxiety and stress of when I was employed being like, oh God, I'm doing the wrong thing. Oh God, people don't like me. Oh, this is going to happen. It's the worst thing in the world. And I'm now as freelancer, I'm like, that's on me to control. My clients don't like me. Okay, I can control that. I don't have a client. I need to go and find a client. That control is on me. There's no doubt of what the situation is and what's happening. It's a case of fix it. It's on me. I've got to fix it. I've got to find the answer for it. And, um, we can we, we don't have to sit there and work standard nine to five because it doesn't work for everybody. I think yeah. the control is something that we both enjoy when it comes to running our own business because it means that we're not 
we're not ever not in the driving seat. And when you're in the driving seat of your own business, especially as a woman, especially as a mother, it is empowering. And you can be like, this is me. This is what I do. And it feels great. And even if you're not a positive person, you'll end up having really positive moments every single day. You can't help it because you're doing it for yourself. If you could go back and sort of give yourself some (laughs) advice, maybe we could start with that. What would you say to yourself in retrospect? Just do it <laughs> without, without getting sued by Nike. Just give give it a go. Try it. I, I was in a position where I was lucky enough that I could try it. It was a case of one job finished and I'd finished my maternity leave. And I was in a bit of a low point because I'd done maternity leave for a year and I lost my identity. All I was was I'm a mom. This is new. And the pandemic hit. It was a whirlwind. It was a it was it was fun needless to say as we've been through it together totally yeah and starting the business and having the support around and the love that my friends my family have given me and everyone just championing to be like wanting me to succeed give it a go the worst the worst that can happen you've tried it it didn't work okay no worries maybe that particular one didn't work let's try something else let's try a different way it doesn't it see if that works not everyone fits the same mold. That's true. You you don't have to have everything set up to start. And I think a lot of fear I found was when I started, it's like, right, well, I need a website. I need to you know X, Y, and Z. I need to be offering absolutely everything. And it was a case of, no, just start. Find yeah. a client, start. If that client doesn't work and if that particular type of work doesn't work for you, don't worry about it. You can learn that. You can try something new. There's more fluidity to it, which is refreshing, but terrifying. And it's it's a case of just try it. That's all you've got to do is just try. The way we were raised when we were at school was very much like you get a job, you get a good job, you get a professional job and you stay in that job. And yeah. the world has been have been in the same jobs for years and years and it's not it was weird. I mean I would yeah I would change jobs every two, three years or so and my parents would be like, Oh god, what's wrong? Why do you keep changing? I'm like, well that's what we've grown up with. That was the norm. You go somewhere new, you learn something else. Whereas my parents would be like, No, this is the job, you stay here and that's it. And it just shows you how in one generation things change so much so. That's right. So you kind of, you went for it, didn't you, in your first year? Yeah. Things all started falling into place. But it wasn't a straight line. I think it's fair to say. But your can-do attitude, your positive attitude was how you overcame it. Can you talk just about one or two of those initial hurdles on the journey to figuring out your business and your USP? What were some of the lessons you learned? Um, I think the biggest challenge in the first year of business was believing in myself and believing that this was an option I could actually do. And I think that's true for a lot of people who start their own business and go themselves. That because we've been told so many times, you can't do it that way. Only a unique number of people can do their own business, can can be brave enough and inspired enough to do it. And it's like, 
dispute the game. And the more people I yeah. interview as well, the more I realise that there's no one way of doing anything. It's yeah. like anything in life is there yeah. is just so many ways to go about running a business and there's so many different skills to everybody. So the biggest hurdle for you was believing in yourself and doing believing it and myself, going for it. Yeah. An early lesson I had jumped at the first chance I could for finding a client because I was like, right, I need to do this. I was the outsourced person. And I don't think she 100% knew what she was doing. I didn't 100% know what I was doing. The client didn't know what they were doing or what they needed and would agree for me to do something. I would do it. It would take a while. And then they would be like, well, why is it taking that long to do? Or no, that's not quite how I work. And but it, it was just a miss. It was a mismatch all over. And I spent so much time on it, so much energy and stress in it. And I think the biggest wake up call for me was when the client wasn't happy and I was the client wasn't a fit for me. And so I said to the person who hired me, I was like, right, I think I need to go a separate way because I don't think this is going to work. Say no. Of, say no. The client was right. The work wasn't right. But that's OK. It's a learning experience. And I learn. That's right. Don't do that. <laughs> that's it's not funny, the right thing I think for me. Some people jump on loads of work early on because they're worried yeah. about paying bills. Yes. And some people jump on loads of work early on because they're insecure. And yeah. other people accept loads of work early on because they haven't yet got either ways of qualifying leads yeah. or they haven't got boundaries around themselves. I think my, my vibe is the positivity of stuff and the friendliness and the helpfulness and the getting things done. And I lay that out really clearly and really early on. And the fact that I'm organised and I will, I, I've got an onboarding document which is continuously growing and it is things like, what are you looking forward to working with me? What are you using at the moment? What's stressing you out? And, it, and it's just little things in there saying like, you have access to a fair level of client comms. I don't have to be doing nine to five. I mean, I've got a kid to pick up from three o'clock. <laughs> so I have to finish at three o'clock. But then that gives the clients time to email me and then I'll reply back and it might be like 10 o'clock at night. And it's just saying to them, look, it's a, a lot of my clients as well, they respect that I will not use WhatsApp. So my communication oh, yeah. means are you give me a call, which is a scheduled call normally, or you email me most 10 items in it but the inbox is my to-do list and That's everything it. gets fold, but gets put in a folder and put away i don't delete emails it's all there because then i can go back and i can search if i need it okay. but it's just staying on top of things and staying organized because if i'm not then i stress you're the i think you're the queen of organization and i want to go back through <laughs> some of what you've said this email signature i'm just going to read yeah. it it says, I work flexibly, and so I sent this email at a time that suited me. However, I don't expect you to, to read or reply outside of your working hours. And I think the thing I like about it is yeah. that it's it so clearly demonstrates a boundary. Yeah, it, it's come from times where like, I will often, I don't work Fridays because Fridays is my time for me and my son. He doesn't go to nursery those days. And... So I'll actually put an out of office reply on now. So for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, my clients know I don't work those days. But it's just a reminder, should they email me, to be like, look, I'm not going to get back to you until at least Monday. I've had to force myself to learn as someone 
who is autistic with ADHD, but it works and people like it. And then I find if you treat people with kindness, they'll treat you the same way back. So what's yeah. next for you? What do you what direction do you want to take your business in and and why? So I had a bit of a shift last summer and I went limited company. And that 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 was a big a big deal for me. And I, I put it off longer than what I should have done because I was terrified. Again, I'm terrified of like starting a business, I'm terrified of starting or stop. And I was like, just do it. And I've had a fantastic accountant who's held my hands through the process and he will answer all of my silly questions and doesn't make them feel like they're silly questions, which again goes back to find people that will support you and will help you and want you to succeed. And um from that I've then been outsourcing more. So and that's I've started hiring more people to help me with the stuff and I'm like, oh I can breathe again. It's not because again it's gone back to the time mentality of I was doing I've been doing so much and trying to get it all done and trying to please everybody and I've been like right pay someone get someone to help me to do certain things I I tried outsourcing with one person it didn't work but again it's a learning curve and so I think that knocked my confidence a bit so then be like right let's try something else again try someone different they're fabulous they're making my life easier and I can breathe a bit and I can have more time I think where I want to grow more is discovering more of me. I want this year, I want more time to learn. I want more time to grow me, not just the company. And um, th- yeah, this, sorry, this is where I was going to go. <laughs> where, where I started at the, new, the company when limited in summertime, I spoke to a lot of people and I was like, what should I call myself? And I had a big hurdle of, should it just be still Freya helps me? And people were like, well, if you want to be a multi-million pound business or you want a hundred K plus income coming in every six months or so, you need to move away from the Freya bit. You need to be rebranding. You need to be something different. And I was really umming and ahhing about it. And then I was like, actually, no, I don't, I don't want all of that money. I mean, yeah, money's lovely, but I don't, I don't want that. I don't want all of that pressure. And my clients like working with me because they like me. And if I take that part away, it's a completely new business. It's a completely new model. It's not It's not going to be me. So I stayed true to myself of being like, right, I'm going to be Freya helps me LCD. And I can rebrand if I need to. Yeah. I got it fixed in my head that I had to be either A or B. And actually, I was like, well, no, I can be B. I can be Freya Helps Me, but rebrand and go trade as a different company. There's no one route and one solution. There's flexibility. There's options. And it took me a while to realise. It took me longer than it should have done. So I put it off for months and months, probably six months longer than I should have done. And so I think it's going to, this year is about growth more for growing that, getting being happy, being being steady, increasing a little bit. And like I've, I, I was working at the other day, I was like, do I want goals for the year? Because I kept, this isn't January, I kept seeing everyone talking about how they were going to do goals. They're going to do this and do that. And I was like, actually, my goals are, I'd like a really nice holiday this year. Cool. I'd like to set my time more and not 
work crazy hours in the evening. I like to spend more time with my family. I'd like to increase by maybe 10, 20%, but there's no pressure on that. And they, those are my goals for the year. It's not a case of I need to be earning 100K a year or something or hard hitting things. I'm like, doesn't have to be. So before we finish, any, any uh, words of wisdom? Anything you've um, learned on your three-year journey that you're still on, what's the final piece of advice that you would say to anybody who is maybe stuck and maybe stuck with time as well? Reach out and ask people. People aren't scary. Yeah, ask for help. Ask for people's opinions. I mean, God knows you gave me so much advice now. When we... um. When we went walking through the woods with our little little ones in our backpacks and we were just there stuck, literally welly boots stuck in the mud and you're just very kindly and patiently explaining to me, just do it for you. Trust me, you won't look back. Yeah, yeah. Ask people for help. Ask people that you've worked with what was a good thing, what was a bad thing. And just just, just try it. There's people out there that want to help. I, I'm a big believer in karma and putting good things out into the world and if it comes back, that's fantastic. But I often have calls or chats with people where I will just help them. And I'll be like, look, yeah, I could probably charge you for this, but you know what? Just try it. And then the funny thing is, they come back to me with big projects, <laughs> which is not intentional. My my intention was, I just want to help you. I want to give some positivity, help you to succeed. And just chat to people. Don't don't be a dick about it. Be be kind. Be nice. Just don't be scared. Don't read too much about things all the time because you can read and read and read and research and then that's all your time. Just try it. If it doesn't work, try something different. Love it. And that was Breya talking about how in just three years she's managed to build a business that's gone from strength to strength and has strengthened her along the way and has become more and more attuned to her identity and her personality and all the things that she brings. What a positive and happy time I had chatting to her. If you want to find out more about Freya, then you can Google Freya Helps Me and she's really easy to find. Or you can find her on social media, on LinkedIn, if you search for Freya Swenson. We're also now on Instagram, Nisha Ponestar. And... You can listen to this episode and all of our other episodes across all the different podcast platforms, but they're also on my website, which is leancontent.co.uk. Thank you very much.